So that's been our prayer as I was out with my prayer partner this morning, my dog Sven, <laughs> and we were praying, and as I was walking through my neighborhood, I noticed this morning, and it was the, remember the windy day the other, oh, yeah. uh, got uh, 30 plus miles an hour in Roseville, and I don't know about your yard, but my yard was a mess. Anyone else's yard a mess? Yeah. And as I was walking, Sven, and Sven was praying in the spirit. No, I'm kidding. He talks funny, but anyway. We were, we were just walking through, and we were seeing all these branches, in the, and I was just praying, Holy Spirit, come to this morning to church and move on us. And the Holy Spirit says, you sure you want that? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trick question, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit likes to mess around with me a lot. It's fun. I love him. And he said, well, you know that when I move, it's kind of like the wind blowing. And all those things that are in your life that shouldn't be, I'm going to come in direct contact with. And I'm going to blow out the branches that aren't strong and knit into the main part of the tree and I'm going to blow off the worthless parts of the leaves that aren't strong and healthy so that it'll make you stronger, or you still want the Holy Spirit to move in your life and in the church? Yes, Lord. Uh, are you sure? It's gonna, there's painful times in there where the Holy Spirit comes and breaks something off in you that you thought should be a branch in your life. You think it's supposed to be there. But the Holy Spirit in his wisdom says, no, you've been thinking that was a main part of your life, but I want to rid that out of your life. And so as I, as I walk through, I mean, big branches and leaves and little branches and twigs all over, I mean, we had to actually walk over, jump over some of them, you know, and it's like, wow, Lord, come blow through this temple, this temple and this place in our hearts. Would you, Holy Spirit, take us on a journey and get rid of the things in our lives that are not supposed to be there. And I, be, I saw, you know, as I, as I shared that vision of the sticky mud, I realized and I began to see our church and a lot of people in our church that are spiritually not progressing. You're spiritually stuck in the mud and you are, are not on the plan of the Holy Ghost in your sanctification process. You are stuck back and you're are not, and a lot of that comes with just obedience, but there's a lot of people, and, and this, this is a tough message today because I'm going to talk about what the Holy Spirit, what he does. And some of you today need to get back on track on the Holy Spirit's plan to conform and make you into the image of Jesus. And there's a lot of you in here today that are rebelling against that plan, are oblivious of that plan, or you're blinded from that plan. And I want to say, Holy Spirit, open up our eyes to see our own lives like you see it. Holy Spirit, like you, not me, because, see, our own perceptions of our own life aren't good. We deceive ourselves. 
We trick ourselves. Don't trust your own perception. Don't trust your friend's perception. Trust the Holy Spirit, and he'll show you where to go. And I want us to get, because until we as a church realize that we are to be transforming every day into the likeness of the Holy Spirit and the likeness of Christ, we are missing it, church. And God, we don't, you're not, you don't just get saved and then just putts around. This is a journey of, and there's a lot of, there's pain and there's anguish in this journey because there's discipline and there's tearing and training up and it hurts sometimes. And some of us don't like the hurt, so we just kind of think that we can just play it easy and even and just kind of coast through life and got our ticket to heaven and we'll just enjoy and you, some of you have been so stuck and sucked into the world system of thinking that you are so enmeshed in the world's way of thinking that you don't even realize you're missing out on your calling. You're missing out on the calling that God's called you in this body for you to minister and to be a part of because you are so enmeshed in the world and you don't even realize. In fact, right now in your mind, you said, well, I'm not. Some of you just thought that in your minds, the Holy Spirit showed me that, and, and you're saying, no, well, I'm not, and I'm saying the ones that said that and thought that, that's probably you. God wants to wreck your world this morning. God wants to wreck you and change you, and some of us need a spiritual slap. Some of us need a gentle hug. But whatever, the Holy Spirit knows what you'll respond to. And I pray in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, do whatever he needs to do to wake you up so that you give all of your life to God with nothing left, right? you got to give it all. God doesn't tolerate second place, church. Come on. Yes. Amen. He does not tolerate second. He wants all of you or nothing. This partial giving to God is not acceptable to him. Do you hear it? Your heart should be stressed right now. Because God wants to move in you, and there's too many people in this room that are holding back and being self-centered and not allowing the Holy Spirit to change them and transform them into the way God wants you to fit into this body. And you are hurting the body. You are making the body not as effective as it can be. We're trying to run a race without our knee and foot. We're trying to do work without a hand. We need all of you. And the Holy Spirit loves you. And I know this is coming across strong, but this is the part of the Holy Spirit. This is part of him. He's well-balanced. He's got a lot of love, but he's got a lot of fierceness in him. The Holy Spirit describes himself as fire. Come on, church, as a blowing, mighty, rushing wind. Not a little, oh, nice breeze in the grass flowing in the fields. The Holy Spirit is a wind who's going to come out and take out all the junk in you. Keith, I don't know if you remember Keith Green. He was a great artist, a singer. He had a song, talked about rushing wind, blow through this temple, blowing out the dust within. I'm telling you, that should be your heart's cry, church. That should be your heart's desire. Holy Spirit, come in here. Uh, David said it. Oh, search me, God. Find any wickedness in me, any twisted thinking, any offness from your plan for my life. And Lord, expose it. The Bible says we should expose darkness, not try and hide it and keep our sin secret. No, expose it, God. Let it all, man. You know, one day, all the stuff you guys have done this last week and for your life is going to be out in the light, and everyone's going to see it. Yikes.
It's going to be exposed and open one day. It's going to be shouted. All your secrets are going to be shouted from the rooftop, the Bible says. Why not just be an open vessel to God now? Why not give him your whole life? Why, what does this few years on earth even matter compared to an eternity? Why do you want your left hand or your right hand or your right foot if it's going to make you stumble? Wouldn't it be better to go into heaven with a missing right hand than to burn in hell with both hands? That's what Jesus said. Are you hearing me, church? I want us to be an effective and efficient church that is going to make a difference. I am not here to just do church. I want to do God's church. I want to see people saved and transformed and, and, and get out. I want to go rescue people that are stuck in the mud and stuck in the mud of their mind because their thinking is sloppy. Their thinking is thick and dirty and it keeps you from doing what God wants you to do. I want to rescue people from that because you're, you were made for more. You were made for more than you're doing right now. You were not made to do the things of this world. The Bible says you are not of this world. The Bible says do not conform to this world, but be transformed. Don't conform to this world. We are not designed to set up camp and stay here. We are pastor buyers. We are on a journey. We are preparing and getting ourselves ready for an eternity with God. Get your focus on the here and now and step back and say, God, help me see the big picture. Would you say that? Look at your neighbor and say, look at the big picture. Now say it with some conviction. Look at the big picture. Come on. Thank you. Mm. So I, um, you all know my mom. A lot of you have met my mom. And, and if you don't know, she has been battling breast cancer for 10 plus years. So many years ago, she had uh, all the surgery and, and had chemo and radiation and all that stuff. And so after over 10 years at least, she's been taking medicine to keep this, the most aggressive cancer you can get at bay. And so it's kept it at bay to certain degrees, but never been rid. And so, and I, I wanna give you this history because I want you to know what your pastor thinks about healing, because it's very important that you understand that, because there is a lot of people that will disagree with some of the things I say, but unfortunately, and fortunately, uh, the Bible doesn't. So my mom has taken medicines for 10 years, and they've kind of run out, and the last one she tried made her more sick than she wanted to be, and so um, she's not taking that anymore, and so the cancer has continued to do its damage, and so she started on hospice medicine in her home to control the pain. And as if you don't know, hospice really means making you comfortable and pain-free so that you can die. They're not really doing anything to change the whatever disease it is. So, and, and I'm letting you on a more insight than you may want to know, but I'm, I think it's important that you know what your pastor's been through so that you can know how the, what God's doing in this time. Um, uh, my mom is very, uh, very open to uh, God and healing and all that. Uh, my mom's been saved. Uh, we got filled with the Holy Spirit 
um, at the same time. Well, she actually got refilled because she got uh, filled earlier. Um, she's baptized in the Holy Spirit. She, she has faith. She believes that God wants to heal her. She actually right now believes that God has already healed her. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we've done deliverance. My mom has gone through multiple sessions of deliverance and, and been set free. She had a, uh, and she would share this testimony herself if she was here, she had a spirit of, of the fear of death um, in her life that held her captive for many years. When she was a little girl, her mom, she was, I think, six in that age uh, right there, and her mom was in the hospital dying. And, she, and then in that day, they wouldn't let the kids in. And so she went and she heard her mom was dying but wasn't able to see her. And that was the traumatic event where this demon spirit of fear, the fear of death, came in and got a foothold in her life and in her heart and in her thinking and began to build on that. So she was afraid of dying and death for many, many, many years. And about 10 years or so ago, um, actually before the cancer uh, attacked her, um, she got free from that spirit, got deliverance from that spirit, and is, and is completely free from the fear of death to this day. So I want you to know, what, number one, if that's something that you struggle with, any type of fear, greater is he that's in you that is in the world, and you can be set free from that. And I want you to know something, and this is a little deliverance stuff, but my mom was a Christian, born again, spirit-filled Christian with fruit in her life. She, on a regular basis, leads uh, people to Christ. She's a marriage and family, family therapist, licensed in the state of California, has led bunches of people to the Lord. There's fruit in her life, and she needed a demonic being cast out of her. Okay? So you sitting here today... Don't be shocked when the Holy Spirit shows you you need to kick something out of your life. Because just because you're saved and filled with the Spirit doesn't mean that you have demonic influences in your thinking and in your life that need to be kicked out and removed. That's a freebie. Just enjoy that one. <laughs> and you can disagree all you want, and that's your right and privilege, but I'm telling you, God's Word is super-duper clear on this. So, back to my mom. So here we are praying. We've done deliverance. Uh, she's even got awesome revelation from Jesus about things from her past that she needed to take care of and do something with and forgiveness, all this stuff, forgiveness and uh, spirits of unforgiveness, all this great stuff we've done. And I've been with her in a lot of that as her son and as her pastor for a, a long time, um, walking her through this. And so here we are, you know, 10, 12 years later. And this stupid, evil, wicked demonic stronghold of breast cancer is still there. And I'm just like, all right, God, help me, because I know your heart towards all your kids. And I know what your word says, too. So help me understand what's going on here. So I'm praying, and, I'm, and God's showing me some stuff, and I'm driving home, and... This was on last Monday when I went up to see her. I'm driving home and I'm really praying. We got to do a great prayer session on Sunday night. In fact, we were, we were praying, just me and her in the room. And I was going to town, so I'm, you know, I'm speaking in tongues. That's okay. You know, tongues is good. You can speak in tongues as much as you want. But in the church setting, if someone speaks in tongue, we got to have an interpreter. Okay? That's it. Simple. So I'm in there and I'm praying. I'm speaking in English, praying stuff, but then I'm praying in the spirit, man. I'm speaking in tongues over her, praying, and she's just 
praying too, and, and we're just doing, we're just fighting. And, uh, and on the way home, I said, God, what's, I know that God can heal. Okay? Pretty easy one. I passed that one pretty good, yeah. God can heal. Oh, he created the earth, I guess he could heal. Then he passed, and then he, and I, I know God wants to. Right? Okay, the word, remember when the, the guy, leper came to him and said, if you're willing, will you heal me? And Jesus said, I'm willing. And so you might just say, well, that was him and the leper, and just, well, okay, so the Bible also says he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't favor. He doesn't show favoritism. And so, and the Bible also says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Actually, that's a verse of the four square church that we are supposed to have in the walls here somewhere. <laughs> Why? Because that's important to know that if he's the same yesterday with the leper, he's the same today. So whatever he'll do for the leper, he will do for you. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? So if he's going to do anything, even for Moses or Joseph or King David or Jesus, he will do for you. So he passed this, I passed the second one. Oh, he, want, he can, he's able. He's willing. Now the third and fourth ones are a little tougher. The third one for me was that I have to receive it by faith. Okay? By faith, not by my sight. I don't walk by my sight, but by faith, right? So I have to receive every gift. Remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that you had to, just as you have walked in Christ Jesus, so walk in him, or you, just as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him in Colossians. Remember that verse? You with me? We talked about it two weeks ago. And so the same way we accepted Christ Jesus by faith, we didn't see the new spirit do its thing, right? We might have felt a few things in the physical, but we didn't see nothing. But we believed what God said in his word. We believed it to be true, even though we couldn't see it. And we were born again right at that instance, right? So at the same time, we talked about baptism in the Holy Spirit, that you got to receive the gift of the Spirit. Remember, it was a gift from the Father. You receive that the same way, by faith. Are you with me? Yes, okay. So you have to receive faith. Hebrews 11.1 says that faith now. Faith now. And a lot of you are like, complete the sentence, Doug. <laughs> but I'm not going to because faith is now. Faith is right now. When you believe God for something, right then and there, right? So faith, you receive it by faith right then. Now, if it doesn't manifest immediately, there's where number four comes in. So one is God is able. Two is God willing. Does he even want to heal? He doesn't even, does even like you that much. He does. And some of, you need, some of you need on number two right now in the name of Jesus, I just, I command that thought of Jesus doesn't like you to break off you right now. Yes. Is there anyone that's here think, have thought, that, that thought? Just be bold and raise your hand. Yeah? One, raise your hand because by faith we're breaking this off right now. Johnny? Oh, good. Yep. Keep, it, keep your hands up. Anybody else? In the name of Jesus, we just speak a breaking of that thought pattern from, the, from hell that says God doesn't like you. And we break that off and we speak the love of Christ over each one of you that's raised your hand. God loves you, has a plan for you, and has thought about you every day. Do you know that God thinks about you more times than there's hairs on your head or sand on the seashore? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a lot. 
He loves you. And so in Jesus' name, we break that off in Jesus' name. And so now you need to stand and receive that by faith and walk in that. Amen? So, so God can, God wants to, he likes you a lot. Like it a lot. Three, what was three? No, two's willing. Faith. You have to receive by faith. So a lot of people get, they get lost in their, their believing for a miracle in stage three because they know God can. That's easy. And most of us can get there where, yeah, I think he wants to, yeah. And by the way, in this want to one, the, the healing is in the atonement. That means the healing was purchased by Jesus Christ once and for all. So healing is in the atonement. That means the atoning blood. That means God's son's blood was the payment for the sin that caused is all sickness and disease is paid for. So that's a clear one in scripture. If you need help with that, talk to me later. We'll go through all that. It's very clear, very easy. So God can, he's willing, and by faith I must receive, and a lot of people miss it here because it doesn't happen right the second they think because they're thinking in the flesh. You, you can't please God in the flesh. Did you know that? You can only please God in the spirit because spirit begets spirit, flesh begets flesh. You got to be born again of the spirit to understand the things of God. So you have to be of the spirit to believe in faith that even though you can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, hear it, it doesn't mean that it's not there. You got to look into a new, different dimension and believe God's word is true even when you can't see it or it doesn't make sense up here. Are you with me? So now we come to the fourth one, which is standing and fighting. Okay? There's a fourth dimension to healing that a lot of people don't do or get because they figure it should be just like they read. And sometimes we read the Gospels, we read it in, the, in, a, in a way that we think it all happened. I mean, the Gospels over, you know, three years of Jesus' life and even longer. But, and it's not, everything's not in there. Like, there's too much stuff to be written. So there's highlighted stories. And sometimes we just think Jesus went around and bam, 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 bam. And people were, every time they were instantly healed because Jesus touched them. And a lot of times they were. But there are proof scriptures that I could show you that talk about Jesus and one time in Mark, he had to tell a demon to leave more than once. In fact, the Greek, if you look at it, says Jesus had been repeatedly telling this demon to leave. That's the demon that said, I am legion, remember? And he cast him into the pigs. That one he had to tell more. So there's the spiritual warfare going on in a fight, right? So Jesus had to do that fighting as well. And the stand and fighting one is where you stand and fight on faith, believing that God's word is going to become true no matter what you see, Right? Okay, and so when I was driving home from my mom, I said, God, what's going on? He says, you got to fight. I'm like, I'm trying, God. And he's like, no, 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 no. Remember what, I, remember what Jesus said? And it's funny because this one scripture is, is added into the manuscripts late, but it, it says that uh, the disciple said, hey, why couldn't we heal? And Jesus said, oh, this, this kind comes out by prayer and fasting. And then another one says, just by prayer. And God says, um, some of these, some of these uh, obstacles in your way are going to come out by praying and fasting. And so I want to tell you what that really means. What that really means, you remember Daniel, the prophet Daniel, right? Daniel asked God for something. It was a big deal. Okay, it was a big nation deal. But do you know that God cares about your little deals just as he does is about a whole nation? 
So don't ever read the Bible and say, oh, well, that was Jesus' time. Oh, that was the beginning of the church, so that's just for them. Oh, that was for Paul, and he was the beginning of the, and oh, it was just for the disciples. Don't ever think that way. That is not how God wants you to think. Are you with me? He cares about you and your life and all that's going on down to the minutest details he loves and cares about and wants to see you prosper in that. Are you with me? Okay, so I said, what do you mean, God? So in Daniel, Daniel prayed. God answered when? Then, right away. So he didn't wait. Well, Daniel had to wait, but did God wait in answering his request? No. So the Bible says, the angel actually said to Daniel, from the moment you prayed, in faith, God sent me. But on the way to give you this answer, I ran into a couple thugs. <laughs> and these thugs were the high princes over Persia. Now, now think about this, church. Think about this. God's messenger, his angelic host being, is going with the authority of God, the creator, with a message for Daniel, and he had to fight through stuff? Wait, I would think in my little mind that, wait, if I'm from God, like, uh, excuse me, I, I just came from God's throne. Hello, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm going to flick you off the planet. Like, I'm God's friend. I was right next to him on the throne. Do you know who I am? Like, what are you, who do you think you are? That's my thinking. But this angel had to come through, and he was stopped. No, no, no. He was stopped. He could not get past this demon prince over Persia. Think about that. Think about that a messenger of God, a created being sent to serve and, and, and carry the word of God out and to perform God's word, stopped and could not go do what the creator told him to do. Oh, that should blow your mind if you really think about that. So what did the angel say? The angel that got blocked said, got on the radio and said, hey, God, um, Prince of Persia's here and I'm kind of getting my butt kicked. Can I get some help? And so God said, sure. And I love this part. The Bible says, God gave the command. <laughs> Say that. Give the command. Give the command. That's a new vocabulary in my prayer life now. That's, I'm telling you, this is, this is a good secret. I pray, God, give the command. Give the command. And what did he command? One of the princes of heaven, Michael. One of the prince angels. Now this is, now there's different levels and there's higher. This is the big bad boy. This is like, you don't mess with him. He's like, higher, this, you got angels, but you got the princes of heaven. Michael, the archangel. We're talking like, there, there's all kinds of different beings in heaven. This guy's the bomb. He's the man. He's, you just don't mess with him, right? So God said, all right, this is a big deal, so I'm going to, why don't you go and help him? So Michael came, met up with the angel, right? They kicked his butt. And then Michael said, you're good, you're good. I'm going back to God because it's cooler there. <laughs> and so the angel came and the angel told Daniel the story. It took me 21 days. 21 days from the moment God said, go tell Daniel this, I'm answering his prayer, to the time Daniel actually got to hear it. So for 21 days, Daniel had to stand in faith. 
Daniel didn't get his prayer request the second after he asked for it. He had to stand in faith and believe and fight, and he was praying morning, noon, and night, and that prayer helped the heavenlies get this all done and through for him to get his answer. And so God spoke to me and said, if you want something, you got to fight for it. Well, God, I want the easy one. <laughs> Can't I just pray and anoint her with oil and touch her head one time and she's cancer-free? Won't that? Doesn't that work? He said sometimes. <laughs> but for you, this is what I'm telling you to do. And so, wow, okay, Lord, then I'm going to do it. And so here we are, Mother's Day, and uh, we're, I, I didn't invite everyone in the church because I didn't want to make you feel like you had to be a part of this, but um, if you would like to join, I, we're starting a 21-day fast. My close, close friends and family and, and all that are starting a 21-day fast tomorrow. If you would like to join us up for a day or so, um, you come talk to me after service or email me at pastordoug at therivers.org. And I'll, I'll send you the sh spreadsheet and you can sign up for a day. And we're going to do a water day fast, water only fast. And if you want to join and take a day in, during that time with us to fight with us, you're, you're, you're more than welcome. We'd love to have you. Um, but I am adding uh, some other people on to my list. Because not only am I believing for my mom, which obviously this instigated this whole conversation with God, but I'm adding Bob to the list for sure. Um, because I believe that God's will is to eradicate bone cancer from Bob's body. I know that. I, there's no question in my mind. And I, but I know that there has to be a fight for that. And so I'm in a fight, and I'm asking for people to join me in that fight. Um, and if you'd like to, don't feel any obligation. It's fine. We already got a lot of the days covered, but we're getting the, all the days covered, and then we're getting a deep team where there's going to be two, three, four, five, even more people praying, fasting each day during this 21 days to, for breakthrough. Because Jesus said, some come out by prayer and fasting. Are, are you with me? So, so you got to believe that God can. you got to believe that God um, is willing. And you got to have faith and believe and stand, even though when it looks bad, you can't see it. And then you got to what? you got to fight. you got to fight knowing. Because see, if you fight just to fight, without these three, it's, you're just fighting. You're just going in circles. Because could, you, could, you could pray and fast all you want. But if you don't have these three under there, you're just going without food. <laughs> so if you're not doing these three, then the, the, the ones in the back don't matter. So, so you could join me if you want. So I, didn't, I wasn't going to take this long. Did anyone learn anything out of that? Yeah. Are, you, are you encouraged? Because I, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to take you, individually, you, and us corporately to new levels of faith. Um, the church right now, guys, the church as a whole, and, I'm, uh, and I put myself here too, we, we as a church, we're too weak right now. Yeah. We're not as effective as, as we should be. Right. We should be seeing the church, when they got baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, you know what it said in a few chapters later? They got filled again. And the Spirit came on them, and they started praying the Spirit again, and God filled them up. And you know what it says? They prayed. They said, God, show off in miracles. Give us boldness. Come on, show your mighty hand forth and do some miracles, God. Why? Because miracles were a sign to the non-believer. It was a sign to healing. Jesus healed all throughout his ministry. All throughout. 
Are you with me? So our church and the churches in general, we're not ministering the way Christ has called us to minister. And I want to get myself and I want to get us as a body. And I want people to join with me that want to go on this type of journey with me to jump on and join and do, because there's people in here right now that you have the gift of healing. You don't even know it. And that's different from, because any Christian can ask for healing and believe for it by faith because you receive every, you work with God and everything by faith. But there are people with special manifestations of the Holy Spirit at certain times to do special miracles, to operate in miracles or to operate in, a, in faith. Some of you have extraordinary faith, and this is crazy, but you don't believe it yet. <laughs> but you will. And God will show you and God will illuminate and show you things that you never dreamed, but you got to totally surrender to his will. You got to give up all your own desires. You got to say every, you got to say, God, you're number one and there's no other list. I'm not going to fade back, fall away, fall short, do my own thing, go back into sin anymore. (sighs) Got a bunch of notes here. You want to hear a couple of oh yeah I want to get to this this is a this is a spiritual butt kicker right there so let's get into this just a little bit I won't keep you long I promise um, we're gonna we're gonna honor moms today um, we're not gonna have you stand up for nothing but we got some stuff for you out on the patio do you guys notice the patio when you call it yeah. you guys notice better so um, as as a past as a pastor and as a as part of the church leadership team here we just want to say, that is for you. That whole thing is for you, for you guys to go out and talk with each other, to connect, to get to know each other, to, to pray, to have some coffee and tea, and just enjoy God's beautiful day and creation. But we designed that patio for the Rivers Church, all of us, to go out and enjoy. So we hope today that you'll sit out there, check it out, um, have some uh, I think we got some goodies for you, too. So I don't want to say what they are, but moms will get a special treat out there in the patio afterwards. So thank you, moms, for being moms. Um, thank you for, um, oh, yeah. Yes, Holy, sorry, the Holy Spirit's telling me stuff. Um, me, I don't know. Does everyone know me and Jen are trying to have a baby? Yeah. 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 So I don't know if everyone knows that. Yeah, so, so, but so we're, so we're, we're here. We know, we know what God's word says. He can. Can God make babies? Yeah, he can. Okay. Is he, does he want us to have a kid? Yes. The Bible's pretty clear on, on having kids. Um, and then what's three? Faith. faith. So we've been believing in faith. In fact, we... <laughs> thank you. That was a good emphasis point. Faith now. So... <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. He's got that good voice. Uh, so faith... Um, we're believing, in fact, we um, bought a crib already. Um, I have a um, pacifier dangling from my rearview mirror in my Tahoe <laughs> to remind me to pray and believe for something, though I, even though I, I don't see it yet, I know it's there. Because God, God, God likes me. He likes you. And so now we're in the stage of fighting for that, right? So I, I want to, uh, and I know there's, Mother's Day can be extremely emotional and challenging for a lot of us, and, and it is, you know, for me and Jen, you know, we've, we've, been, we've been trying for five years now. So, you know, the devil gets his little comments in there, and we have to flick him, and, um, 
kick him in the rear, but um, it, it can be very frustrating. So uh, the Holy Spirit w- wanted me to pray for those of you that, um, or if you know somebody that's um, trying to get pregnant, can or is having fertility issues and wants to have a baby, um, God told me to pray, so I'm going to do what he said. So is there anyone here today besides me and my wife? I'm going to pray for us too, babe. But um, is there anyone else here that is struggling with fertility or knows someone that wants to stand up in their stead or stand up themselves? Anybody? Nobody? Oh, well, I guess I get all the prayer. <laughs> all right. So would you join with me and pray for, for me and Jen? Is that selfish? No? no? Okay, we'll do it. Um, Father God... Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you said where two or more are gathered, you're here in the midst. And then you also said where there's two, you you can put 10,000 to flight, which means we can beat up a lot of the enemy. So, Father, we agree together in your word that says, ask anything in your name and you'll do it. And so, God, uh, we've already believed, Lord, for me and Jen, that you've given us a baby. And so, God, we're praying and we're fighting right now for that answer to come through, God. So we pray that through your mighty hand, Lord, that you would send, oh, oh, God, Give the command. Father, give the command for one of your angels to come help us fight through because we know that what you're going to do in this kid's life is going to be amazing. And you have, you have known our baby. You know that baby right now because you said in Jeremiah, even before Jeremiah is born, you knew him. And so, Lord, we know you know our kid because he's from you and of you. And so we pray, God, that you would send your forth, your mighty hand to help us get through this, God, and for to inherit and take hold of the promises you promised us. In Jesus' name. You know, while I was praying, I thought about another key element that I want you to remember in fighting for things. One is um, the Holy Spirit told me that, do you, he said, do you understand what will happen if, this, if you get a breakthrough in this area? I said, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, my God gets healed, and no, 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 no. Do you, do you get what, like, we're not, and, and same with Bob. Do you understand when Bob gets a clean bill of health from the doctor and there's no more cancer in the bone, and it's a bona, bona fide miracle? I didn't mean to say that. Again. Um, that that do you know what that's going to do to people's faith? I said, God, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to make videos. I'm going to share it with people. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to, you know why? Because cancer is a, a high prince of this area. Remember Daniel's angel had to come help him fight the prince of Persia? Because I was thinking like, my, my, one of my thoughts about Daniel was like, well, Daniel was so important, and it was a big part of the Bible, and that was over a whole nation. I mean, that was, a, that was a big deal. What they were praying for was, like, to save the nation. It was millions of people and big, and, and I'm thinking, and I love my mom, but it's just one person on this huge planet. And then he, he reminded me, not only does he love her and all that, but he says, but do you know what you're fighting against? You're not just fighting against cancer. You're fighting against a principality and a power of darkness that is cancer in general. And then I begin to think how big cancer is in our society and what a mountainous stronghold or a huge prince demon is over our country, especially the United States with cancer. You know, and and I'm not getting into all the reasons for cancer and all that, but nonetheless, this is a huge prince. You gotta understand, this is not just some disease. It It is a functioning hierarchy power of demonic beings that have come up to instill this disease in the body of people in this country. 
That's where it comes from. Do you know that when Jesus rebuked things, he often talked to it as it was a being or entity? Sometimes when he healed the sick, he talked about it. You read through the Gospels and see that. So he's talking not just to a fever. How do you rebuke a fever if it's not tied into some entity? If it's not tied into something, you're rebuking not just the fever in and of itself is not just nothing. It's something that's tied into a greater kingdom. That's a, that's a different teaching. But my, my point was is that in this fight with my mom, with Bob, this is bigger than just Bob and my mom. This is a fight against a principality that is very strong and has a lot of legal right um, because of, of all kinds of stuff to be in this place. Oh, they wouldn't be allowed to be here, right? So we, that's why we fight. Because we're not fighting just for my mom, just for Bob. We are. We love them, and I'm, you know, we're going to do all that. But we're fighting for the kingdom of God to be fully manifest in this country, Amen. right? And that means that we, we sang a song, Chris, that says, as your will in heaven, let it be done on earth, right? And as your kingdom is, whatever's in heaven, do it on earth. Well, I got news for you. There's no cancer in heaven. And if we're really going to pray, so think about that concept, guys. Would you think of that with me? Jesus said, whatever's in heaven can be on earth. What did he, what's the prayer? What's the prayer, Chris? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus said, pray this way. The Lord's prayer. What is it? <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven. Wait, say that again. On earth as it is in heaven. So was Jesus saying that to come at a future date when he would return? No. It didn't, didn't sound like that. Think about that, guys. God said, pray for it to come now on earth as it is in heaven. God wants us to enforce and pray and believe for how it is in heaven to be how it is on earth. What better bride to come back for than a bride, you and me are the bride, that is fully functioning in the power of the Holy Spirit and enforcing God's kingdom on this earth and people are getting healed and set free and whole and making a difference and then they're getting healed and they're going out and helping others get whole and free and healed and set free and then they go out and they do that. Are you with me? I just heard a statistic was it, oh, it was on our video. It would take, uh, if I reach 10,000 people a day, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it would take me 50,000 years to reach the planet. If I alone preached the gospel so good and 10,000 people got saved a day, how awesome would that be? That'd be pretty cool, right? It would take me 50,000 years to get the whole planet saved. Seeing that no one was either born or died during that time. But, if I share the gospel with two of y'all the first day, and then the, those two share with two more, and I keep sharing two, are you seeing it? Yeah. And it multiplies, how long was it? Three years. The whole planet would be saved. Versus 50,000. <laughs> Whoa, can't even imagine that. So, my point is, Christ is coming back, guys, for you and me, and he wants us to be a fully functioning body of believers. Christ didn't do all that he did on the cross for us to 
oh, we barely made it to heaven, God. Oh, where, yeah, what? Are you, are you with me? I'm not trying to be mean to you, because I, I, I feel like that sometimes myself, like, man, I'm not living up to it, but I want to live up. I want to be all that God's intending for me, and the Holy Spirit within me is the sanctifier. He's changing me and making me more like Christ, but I've got to be open to that, right? I've got to be willing I've got to be open my heart and mind to say, God, change me. I want to obey. And then I've got to have the will to come in agreement with him as the sanctifier and say, God, I want you to sanctify me. And I'm coming and I'm doing my part. And I'm going to quit doing this, that, and the other. I'm going to stop sin because why? I'm dead to sin. You are dead to sin. If you're dead to something, you can't interact with it, right? Sorry. So it's going to get, uh, we talked about the comforter. We talked about the Holy Spirit being, and I'm going to close it up right now, so don't get nervous. The Holy Spirit is your comforter, helper, and advocate. Remember we talked about that? And we're going to end with this. Your advocate, the Holy Spirit, he's the one you're to run to. If you got in trouble, big trouble, would you run to a, a good lawyer that was a friend of yours that could help you get out of the mess? right? So if you got yourself in big financial something or other and big scary deal, wouldn't you run to the person that could help you the most, right? Well, the Holy Spirit is to be that advocate. He's called the comforter. He's the one that you're to run to when you need help. And a lot of us, the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, it says, do not get drunk on wine, for this is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with the Lord in your heart, always giving thanks, submitting to one another out of the reverence of Christ. It says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So it's saying, don't be intoxicated with wine, another word, right? Or don't be controlled by wine. Don't let a substance like that take over you and control you and he says, but instead of being intoxicated with wine or beer or whatever, alcohol, be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. Run to him. So the point here is that he's, he's, these people are running because a lot of people run to alcohol for their comforter. There are many people in this room statistically that are, do that, that you get, oh, I just, I'm a social drinker. I just drink a little bit. I just have one or two. No, I, I, that's not me. But it doesn't matter. If you run, if you're going to someone to make you feel better and it's not the Holy Spirit, that's what I call a false comforter. And it may be watching movies. It may be ice cream and food. Food's a big false comforter that many people run to when things aren't going well, they're stressed out, they're afraid, things aren't going their way, they want change, they're frustrated and mad, so they, they run to that comfort. Everyone in this room right now in your mind, you know what you run to. Some of you escape and get on the phone and lose hours. You get into TV shows and watch Netflix for a whole day. You run away. Some of you run to pornography. Pornography is one of the biggest 
I mean, the stats are crazy. Listen to this. In 2017 alone, a porn website got 28.5 billion visits. This is one website, guys. That's almost 1,000 visits a second, or 78.1 million a day. That's way more than the population of the entire United Kingdom in one day. The stats, updated stats, are that 79% of people 18 to 30 years old, American men, watch internet porn at least once a month. And, on the other hand, 76%, only 3% less, of women 18 to 30 years old watch porn once a month. This is a problem. That means it's almost 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 people are seeing and watching some form of porn once a month. And that doesn't include the ages above 30. And now the age is down to below 11 years old that 20% of the porn watched of 18 and under is done before 11. There is a massive problem in that industry, but that points to a false comforter church. People are running to that to give them an escape from the reality in which they live because they don't like their reality, so they don't like what they're doing. Instead of going to the Holy Spirit to help them fix their life, they go to something else and dive into sin and wickedness and get their lives even more screwed up. So maybe someone in here is running to porn. Not a happy subject for Mother's Day, but nonetheless, we know moms are the ones that help their kids and are their advocate, and the moms are the comforter, and they help their kids make wise decisions or give them good counsel and are helping them go towards a good thing. Just like moms is just like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. He wants you to run to Him and to stop running to those false comforters. We all got some and we all got to get rid of them. In fact, church, until we do that, next week we're going to be talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Next Sunday is actual Pentecost, so that's going to be exciting. We're going to be praying for people to receive the baptism. And if you've never spoken in tongues, we're going to be praying for that as well. Because every believer that believes and wants it can get it. And then not until we, you have the fullness of the Spirit in you can we even begin to talk about flowing in the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. You've got to have the Spirit in you and empowered on you to operate in the ministry gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, so that's where, where we're going over the next few weeks. But guys, what we need to do business-wise today is for you to confess, repent, and turn from your false comforters. There's no more playing games, guys. In fact, as Christians, if you're stuck in the same habitual sin over and over and over, that should be a red flag to you. Something is wrong. Something is not right. That is not in the nature and the fact of how God works. When you allow the Spirit of God in you and you get God in on the mix, you should, you'll, you'll mess up, we all mess up, but it should become less and less and less and less. You should be becoming more and more like Jesus, not on a steady pace of, oh, I'm sinning, here I am again. Every week I'm doing the same thing over and over and over. There's no change. If there's no change, 
You look at the tree, you look at what you're believing, because what's in here comes out the mouth. It, what's in the heart comes in your life. And so you got to go and, and examine your heart, and that's what I want you to do right now. I want you to examine your heart, church. Is there anything in you that you run to as a false comforter? Is, you, is there anyone else or thing that you run to? Maybe it's spending money, maybe it's going shopping, maybe it's whatever it is. I want you to deal with that today. That's your choice. I can't force you to do that. But if you want to walk in the Spirit, if you want to walk in the power of the Spirit, you want to see God do mighty miracles in this place and in this area, it starts with you and me. It starts with you and me having revival right here. And revival starts with confession and repentance. Confession and repentance of what it is. So that's up to you and the Holy Spirit. None of us need to know but that's between you and him. So let's bow our heads and pray. And we'll close up today by just giving the Holy Spirit some time to work on our hearts. Father God, as our heads are bowed and I close, this is just a, a symbol, God, of us concentrating on you. Holy Spirit, would you, the great convictor of sin, would you speak to hearts right now? No one looking around, no one moving. Just you and God, Holy Spirit, would you convict all of us kids of our false comforters, all of the things that we run to, all of those things about the false comforters that are keeping us from our destiny. Holy Spirit, we don't want to be held back anymore. We don't want to be held back to walking in the fullness that you called us to. We don't want to have less than what you've provided, oh God. We don't want to have less. We want to walk in all that you've designed us to be and all that you've created us to be. We want to walk on that journey and, and get into that motion and we want to become the sons and daughters you see us to be, oh God. So Father, we're asking by your spirit that you would convict us, that you would show us right now what it is that we run to instead of you. Because, Lord, we should be running to your spirit every morning. We should be the first thing that's on our mind, God, when we're stressed and afraid is to run to you, Holy Spirit, and jump in your arms and not jump in the arms of pornography or alcohol or drugs or medicines or whatever it is, God. We, oh, we cry out, God, to you. Would you convict us? I know God is working by his spirit in many of your hearts right now. And Father, we just, today, we just do a group repentance, Lord, right now and confession. Lord, we confess that we've sinned. Lord, we confess that we run to false comforters. We confess, God, that we're slowing down our process of growing up in Christ and we're still sucking on the bottle. We're not even able to take good meat because we're still trapped in this endless cycle of sin and dysfunction but we don't want to deal with it because we're scared of what other people think. We're ashamed of what people will say. And so we keep it all to ourselves. We hide it. We don't talk about it with anyone because we're embarrassed. But God, you took all of our embarrassment for us on the cross. You died and purchased all of our shame. The Bible says, Jesus, that you carried our shame. Oh, Jesus, thank you for carrying the shame of my addiction. Thank you for carrying the shame of my dysfunction. Thank you for carrying the shame and the guilt, Lord, of the thing that I run to instead of you. Oh, God, would you forgive us? And if you're in that chair right now and that's you, just speak out and just say, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, God, I repent. 
I turn from that. I don't want to do that anymore. Just begin in your own words just to tell him that you're sorry and that you want to change. Just begin to cry out from your heart right now. Would you do that? Just speak out. Don't be afraid of anyone next to you. Don't be worried about them. They've got their own mess to deal with. You might think your mess is the biggest, but that's a lie from hell. There, every one of us got a mess we're dealing with. So I just want you to just begin to say that, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I confess my sin. Oh God, I need you. I don't want this false comforter anymore. I want Holy Spirit to come in my life. I want Holy Spirit to be my advocate, my comforter, my helper, the one that walks alongside me and helps me be all that you call me to be, God. I desire that so much, oh God. Yes, yes, yes. Holy Spirit, I want that to be my answer to you when you call. Yes, yes, yes. What say you, God? What say you, Spirit of the living God? Show me, convict me, train me, teach me, lead me, O oh God. You are the Spirit of the living God, Holy Spirit, and we ask you to come in our hearts right now and illuminate to us truth. Lead us into all truth. Show us things to come, God. Help us see our destiny, God. Help us see what you've made us to be. Help us see who we really are, God. Help us to see past all the external things in our life, but look to the core, the essence of who you've created us to be. Before we were born, God, you thought of us. Oh, Spirit of God, take us to new levels. Father, I ask you if there's anyone in the room today that doesn't know Jesus, if that's you and you've never asked Jesus in your life and you're kind of wondering what we're doing here, I would just want to give you the opportunity to come to know Jesus. So if you've never asked Jesus and surrendered your life to him and you want it, would you raise your hand? We're going to pray for you. Anyone in the room would say, yeah, Pastor Doug, I don't know. I've never committed my life to Jesus. I've never surrendered to him. Never made him Lord. But I think that's something I want to do today. If that's you, raise up your hand and we're going to pray with you. Anyone here today? I always want to give that opportunity. Anyone here today? All right, Father, you've seen our hearts. You've seen our will. You've seen what you know what's inside us, God. But you love us anyway. We're so thankful for that. So Father, would you help us this week to run to you? Would you help us, God, this week to identify and recognize those false comforters so that we could rid them and get rid of them and renounce them and cast away all that disbelief and junk, Lord? And help us to make you the number one in our life. We come into partnership and agreement with you, God, that that's what we want. And so we're asking for your help to help us to believe for miracles, to know that you're willing to have faith and to fight. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, God, and we're so thankful for the Holy Spirit, who in ways is kind of like a mom. A lot of attributes that the Holy Spirit is, he's given to a lot of women and moms. And so we're thankful, Holy Spirit, that on this day where we celebrate our earthly moms, we're thankful for the Holy Spirit who really has a lot of attributes that help us just like our moms did and in such a greater way. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for being God to us and being a helper and a comforter and the true comforter. We thank you for that. And Jesus, Jesus' mighty name, we declare all that we've said to be done and established and to go right now. So, so be it. 
So be everything we, we talked about. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. 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 amen.